0: Uh, hello, welcome to the Movie Chat podcast, the podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, everything nerdy and awesome. I'm your host Chris, joined by my co-hosts Ricky, hey, and Kenny.
1: Oi,
2: May. <laughs> oh, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> that's very different. <laughs> okay, Oi, May. Uh, I will it's-
0: never ever get tired of Kelly's interest. <laughs> <laughs> he comes up with something different every time. I feel. Correct. Well, it's, it's, it's Portuguese.
1: Why just said? <laughs> okay. Okay. Portuguese for. Now I'd be telling. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 oh. Makes, <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about makes that. sounds really sinister. <laughs> um, right. So,
0: um, for this uh, special edition of the podcast, we Why are is it special edition be- because it's it's going to go out in the month of October for Halloween.
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. So it's you know thematically appropriate, but surely there's season. like
2: there's something every month, right? Not
0: necessarily. A lot of the times they don't really go with.
2: Do we call like a February special edition for like <laughs> Valentine's Day?
0: No, but you know, the the topic sometimes. Summer t- equinox special <laughs> edition. The, the, sometimes we d- we just put ones out that are okay, and this is one of those occasions.
2: Yeah, looking outside, it's very blustery October day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so we're going to talk about our our sort of our picks for our best and worst uh, horror movies. So we've picked two to three each um and potentially some honorable honorable mentions as well but i thought we would just you know go around the room would would say a best each they won't have a dishonorable mention <laughs> well i i suppose that's the that's worse. Of, for the worst isn't it yeah um we'll, we'll go around we'll do a best each then we'll do a worst each you know we'll mix it up a bit you know keep it keep it cool. keep it lively keep yeah. it, it fresh like horror can be sometimes um Shall I start us off? Yeah. Sure. Um, so my first pick for a best horror movie is the original Scream. So Scream... Scrumps. <laughs> Not scrumps. <laughs> Scream. Uh, so the original Scream came out in 1996 and it's one of those movies that often gets talked about changing horror at the time like it was a big thing horror was sort of dying out like the slasher when did the first one came out like ninety ninety six. 96 okay and like the kind of slasher thing of the 70s and 80s wasn't really grabbing the audiences anymore like the audiences weren't going to see the sequels to Nightmare on Elm Street the sequels to Friday the 13th the sequels to
2: Halloween all those movies were uh-huh. not making money so why, why is that do you reckon it was just like played out or desensitised to or, violence or? I, I think it's, it's, it's a mixture of
1: yeah. a, a lot of things quality I, I, being one yeah
0: quality being a big one because right. they just used to churn these sequels out like year after year cough Friday uh, and, the 13th and, and, and you'd be like right there's nothing here <laughs> This is just the same okay, thing yeah. each year, um, and Scream sort of took the approach of dissecting the genre, and I feel like it's one of those big films for doing that at a time where it was really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly enough, it takes it takes some cues from um, another film, which we'll, which I'll talk about uh, a bit later, um, which also did a similar thing back in time, which was the original Halloween, and in scream there's a lot of references to halloween there's a lot of characters watching halloween on the on the tv yeah uh there's a lot of what's your favorite scary movie on the phone and it's halloween um like a and it's all because of that kind of the both those movies had these moments where they really changed the landscape but i think scream how did it change how did scream so, change things scream was the kind of first big horror movie to rather than rather than doing this kind of thing of oh the slasher is some kind of demonic creature or some kind of like curse or some sort of like weird culty thing Mm -hmm. it was the first time that the killers were just real people and it was really kind of more about the mystery of who is who's doing these murders why are they doing it what are they doing it for and it all became about this idea of they were horror fans wanting to recreate mm-hmm. a horror movie in real life um and it was huge it made uh, uh, i think it made something like 80 90 million dollars at the time which in you know 96 is like quite big for a horror i think i think it's quite big for a horror movie now but um yeah it, i i just love that original scream it's it's one of those things where and I have the same feeling with this with Halloween as well. Um, I like the original Scream more than I like the kind of reboot sequel thing that they do now in Hollywood where they bring back the cast and it's the same name as the original film. Yeah. But like yeah. many years down the road. and I really like Scream 2022. Mm-hmm. But you can't recapture the same magic
2: No, no, I get that. The
0: first time round. Yeah. And there's just something really special about that original screen movie. So that's my first pick for a best film. It's a good film.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. All next? I'll go. So my first pick for best is the original Evil Dead. Oh, good film. Yeah. It's a really good example of... uh, Making horror with a low budget because remember this was uh, this was Sam Raimi's that uh, first film and pretty much him and the rest of the cast and crew they were straight out of film school when they made mm-hmm. it so they went to the cabin for like, a few days and they filmed it, like pretty much non-stop like to the point that during the night there was most of the cast struggling there it was cold during the weather and the thing the reason it worked is the atmosphere it it sets up. All the makeup effects with the creatures and the deadites, all the puppetry it has. Yeah. Really good effects, even though it's a low budget.
2: I think there's something about puppetry that makes things yeah. feel a little bit more intense. Yeah. Yes. Um, having that kind of physical. It, you thing. can't beat like just real effects. I think even yeah. now, like when yeah. you could do something for
0: real, it's just a lot more. It's, it's a lot more. Appealing to see because like it, and it's, it's awesome in
2: like the true sense of the word. It, it inspires like your mm-hmm. shock, your awe. Yeah, um you can't really believe what you're seeing mm. is real. Whereas like with like CG, no matter how good it is, you know it's not real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than that that kind of way mm. around.
1: Plus, it's really good in terms of how it says up atmosphere and the mood with the right lighting and the camera, camera works. Because remember, it's mostly forests and using natural lighting, whatever lighting they could find. So mm-hmm. the fact that it has to set up a, a really creepy atmosphere within the forest, yeah, it's tense, yeah. yeah. That's
2: yeah,
0: cool. a good movie. Yeah, it's a yeah. good movie. Um, the, the, I, I do quite enjoy a lot of the sequels to that as well, but the sequels lean more into the comedy
2: yeah, it's
1: more, side of the
0: things. the sequels
2: are more oddball. Um, I think it's interesting when you see did you say that was sam raimi's first film one
1: of his earliest films yes
2: it's really interesting to go back and look at that and see kind of how how those early works like sow the seeds for things these directors will become kind of well known for like when you watch um jaws you see a lot of like spielberg's um kind of hallmarks of his direction
0: well what what's really funny about Evil Dead is when you watch the new Doctor Strange film. You're just like, this is yeah, very yeah, Evil yes. Dead. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> a, lot one, of a lot kind of That's
1: why we like that. Yeah, <laughs>
0: you're sure. just like, there's a lot of Evil Dead shots mm-hmm. here. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, that that is it is interesting, especially with someone like Sam Raimi, because he's done a lot of really different things yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, because like, I I always think the Spider Man films don't feel very Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi no. at all, but they're brilliant.
1: The most you get is. With Spider Man two when Doc Ock is in the operation room. Oh yeah. And yeah his yeah, arms just randomly come to life. Oh yeah, that a, quite, that's
0: quite and that and that as well, talking of practical, that's all practical. Yeah. The arms are puppeted, the nails on the floor is they've put wax.
2: They're terrifying. Uh, yeah,
0: and I, I, I see that's another like brilliant horror esque kind of thing. Shot in like yeah.
2: a very non horror yeah. film. Yeah. But it's so and it catches you off guard that moment. Yeah. I really like that scene. Um I'd forgotten about that bit yeah
0: evil dead good film yeah. yeah
2: okay um my one is like kind of offbeat a little bit um because i find for a lot of horror films that I'm i'm not that invested in the genre there are some things which i like but generally i feel that you normally get like one film a kind of cinematic generation that does something really well and then all the other films for the next 10 years. Are Try to do the emulating same thing that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So you only, I feel like you only get like one truly innovative horror film once every decade. So I tried to look at films where just like cast a slightly wider net. The film I'm going to talk about is it's not, I'm not saying it's a horror film, but actually if you look at all the beats, it kind of is. And that's Jurassic Park.
1: Okay. Interesting.
2: Because Jurassic Park conforms to pretty much the standard structure of, like, the monster kind of film. Yeah, yeah. Right. The big beastly thing where you kind of you see the ripples in the glass of the T-Rex. Um, and you first time you see it, you see it kind of in the rain. Um, and earlier in the film, you've only seen it kind of rustling the trees. Um, and they're kind of talking about it, building it up. And it does that... Uh, kind of classic midway point reveal in dark lighting and things well, like that well, it, okay. it
0: does a lot of the show don't tell
2: yeah right. exactly, it shows you sure. these
0: kind of tense
2: um bits which ironically a lot of that was kind of pioneered by spielberg yeah when he did jaws out of necessity <laughs> <Yes. rather> than... <laughs> which is amazing. but it's become such like a staple of the film and i think jurassic park is a really good example mm-hmm. of where it does that kind of well and it also goes back to that idea of, like the puppets the fact it's all like animatronics yeah, yeah. and puppets mm-hmm. i still watch the velociraptor scene in the oh, kitchen, the kitchen. Oh, that, that's terrifying, terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. it's <laughs> actually really scary that's and i so still teds. watch it and it's one of those weird phenomenons that like i must have seen that film like 20 or 30 times and yet still, every time I watch it, I'm always like, they're not going to make it this time. <laughs> Somehow, yeah. I've got the cut where they don't actually make it out. <laughs> and Lexi and Tim get slaughtered by the raptors. <laughs> You're it's, just going to see these kids just get yeah. torn apart. Point
1: that aside, it's like a scene that would, wouldn't look out of place in a horror film, in the way it's short, in the way it's yeah. yeah. It stays. Absolutely, yeah.
2: yeah. So, although it's not like, it's not a horror film, it is like a kind of action but adventure it, it's film. it's kind of like... But it takes so many horror yeah. elements. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know,
0: in... in spielberg form yeah jaws is a bit of a horror movie
2: absolutely Like jaws is is. terrifying particularly in like the kind of the the 70s yeah and we might be desensitized to it now but i think jurassic park is like well no one had ever seen dinosaurs on screen in live action like that yeah. Apart from the janky kind of clay ones from like the Ray where, Harryhausen, yeah, 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 where their necks are all yeah, like the, bending uh, around and stuff. The,
0: the, I think the magic of dinosaurs has, has worn off a bit because now it's yeah, all yeah, about people spectacle rather yeah, absolutely, than absolutely, rather but than building any kind of suspense. Jurassic to Park
2: it. is so carefully like constructed; it's so suspenseful and genuinely like really scary moments with the T Rex and, like we're saying, the whole like last half hour with the Velociraptors yes. when they're in play is just absolutely yeah, yeah. terrifying. Uh, it gets me every time, and I think that's kind of. Whilst I, I'm not like scared, perhaps in the conventional sense of a horror, I'm on my seat yeah. more yeah. with that film. I, I also than think any
0: the T Rex bit with the flipped over car in the yeah, dark, yeah, in the, the rain, rain yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's also really quite horror, yeah, movie esque, and, and a lot of that film is you get a lot of that nighttime stuff, and the nighttime yeah. stuff is yeah. the stuff where it like the really kind of moody, darkly lit, yeah, yeah.
2: Mm. pathetic fallacy, lots of yeah, rain yeah. going on. And I think that if you take a lot of the things, because it was probably like the first modern monster blockbuster, right? In
1: terms of that yes. scale, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Because adjusted for inflation, it's it's over a billion. Yeah, I, right. no, I think it's just over a billion. Anyway, now. Yeah, probably. Right? Um, so it was like really big, and I think, although, like you were saying, the spectacle of. Dinosaurs is kind of gone, and no one yeah, no one cares yeah. about seeing dinosaurs now.
1: Well, six tra- classic
2: films <laughs> well, now. Jurassic films, the Jurassic World movies. But like thirty years ago, that would have been scary, and I I reckon there would have been people like gripping their chairs in the cinema, more yeah. scared of that than most horror films that come out around the same time. To go back to one of your earlier
0: points, where horror there's like one big movie, and then yeah, movies just do that forever. Jurassic Park came out in '93. Do you know what came out in '98? What? what Matthew Broderick's Godzilla, Godzilla. <laughs> which and is very much Park, in that basically. vein, isn't it?
1: <laughs> they literally were above the the kitchen scene with the raptors in that film. Yeah, yeah with the baby Godzilla,
0: yes. do not they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I I just I just looked it up because I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm right here.
2: <laughs> but yeah, and then it, and then it kind of sets that trend that yeah. goes on yes. for. Um, and even when you watch like modern Godzilla and modern like King Kong and stuff, they still kind of do a lot of the same things that Jurassic Park did
0: yeah except it's i think it's just a lot it's lost the suspense and tension which is something that i'll talk more about yeah for sure a a bit down the road when i'm yeah diving a little bit into halloween stuff because um i think that's something that is missing a lot from horror these days anyway Mm -hmm. um cool yeah Yeah. good movie
2: yeah i like this roundup yeah well yeah i I thought like i could i didn't want to pick just like the archetypal horror uh, yeah. films.
0: I, I, but I'd I agree along. with you because it's kind of like, I view Jaws as a horror movie. It is, yeah, and, yeah. And, and Jaws and Jurassic Park are very, they're very similar, similar in the construction in aren't they? yeah.
2: yeah. Um, Jaws was like a happy accident. And then yeah. Jurassic Park, you can see how he's learned to craft the things that happen to work well with Jaws. because yeah. also, like
0: the, I think some of the best horror movies, ha- they have moments where it's all kind of Everything's fine. Everything yeah. looks fine. And you're just waiting for something bad to happen. And that is Jurassic Park in a nutshell. <laughs> you're like, This is a big park full of dinosaurs. Something bad is gonna happen. It's just it's just inevitable. Yeah. Um yeah, that's a good that's a good one. Um at worst then. I'm gonna save my big worsts for later because um, I've got a lot to say about it. But I'm gonna talk about a film that came out recently um okay. so it came out in 2019 i remember seeing a trailer for it in cinema i'm thinking i don't think that'll be any good but i might go see that um and it was called countdown now this film based on the <laughs> tv show no i wish <laughs> <laughs> but this film is about an app and if you download this app it tells you to the exact second of when you're going to die And everyone's like, oh, isn't this funny? I'm going to die in one hour. And then that person dies for real. Right. So the app is like killing people. And and, and the whole movie, you're like, right. So it's a Gen Z ring. Yeah, pretty much. much. And the whole movie, you're kind of like, right. I hope they explain how this works. Because everyone's just dying for no real reason right it's a bit kind of like final destination meets the ring uh-huh. and then it really rev- like in the last like 10 minutes of the movie in a very ham-fisted way it's revealed that the app is like a demon curse right okay. and it's a really throwaway moment and it's like and because of that it means it can never be beaten I'm like, well, what's the point? Of the film, what's the then? point in that? Like, and it's quite clear that they were trying to make a franchise out of it because they're trying to set up more of them. But I'm like, if you can't beat it, all your movies are going to definitely be the same because it's just going to be people discovering this app and dying again. <laughs> um, and it was it's such so, a closed loop. <laughs> like, how do you expect the yeah, audience to buy in for another? It was so dumb, and it, it what it reminded me of, except. The film it reminded me of is better. And it kind of made me think if this leaned more that way, this might have been a better movie. But it reminded me of Happy Death Day. Because Happy Death Day has a similar kind of idea of like it's like Groundhog Day with death. But Happy Death Day plays it really whimsically. And it's a bit more like a off the wall kind of horror comedy. Countdown, Is Countdown was meant to be funny as well. Super serious. Oh, okay. And because of that, it was hilarious at the same time. Right. Because characters would do stuff that you're just like, nobody would do that. Nobody in real life would do that. Um and I mean it's really telling because I was gonna see it in cinema, I didn't, and like I completely missed a chance because it was one of those films that came and went right. at the blink of an eye. Yeah. And then it came on Netflix and I was like, Oh, I'll oh, oh, watch it on Netflix. And I was like, that's an hour and a half of my life. I will never regain. Um, it was just awful from start to finish. None of the characters are likable. You want them all to die. And it's like when you want all the characters to die and there isn't actually a killer because the app is the killer. You're like, who am I rooting for? I'm rooting for the, <laughs> I'm, I'm rooting for the app. I'm rooting for the cult created app, I suppose. Um, it was just such a bizarre movie and it's, it's, it's one of those really typical modern horror movies where someone was like wouldn't this be a cool idea and i'm like yeah that would be and then they just made the movie
2: And they didn't really write a script shopping any didn't, ideas, like,
0: didn't try to think about how any of it would work they were just like wouldn't it be a cool idea if there was an app that told you when you're gonna die and then you actually die and someone's like yep here's 10 million dollars go make that (laughs) go make that low budget horror movie and he's just like there's just this is that's the sort of thing where where i like to I, I, i like horror but it's those type of movies that make me think where is where is hollywood's mind when it comes to horror like why is that a thing that exists especially when you've got someone like jordan peele Who's doing stuff with horror that's really fresh and interesting, mm. and you know they, they're doing sequels to legacy films that are actually you know pretty good, and you think why 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 that <laughs> that that's that's how I feel about that movie. I'm just like why 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 is does why is that <laughs> just why why just, <laughs> why full stop. Um, so. Yeah, and I, I hadn't thought about that movie, actually, until coming up with the movies for this topic. Right. Which is also a very telling sign of how forgettable it is as well. But now, now remembering it, I'm just, it's making me mad. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to think about a Countdown anymore. <laughs> right. Kenny? Who
1: who, yep, so I have two, but I'm going to go with the more obscure one. Okay. And that's How He's a Hell World. Is that the, like... Yeah, Hellraiser. Is that the one when he, where he
2: goes to space? No, no, no. No. No, he goes to hell. Raises no. hell.
1: So, after... Funny... <laughs> funny, funny <laughs> the zero emotional... where all the horror, horror icons
0: would just get <laughs> shot off to space. Like, <laughs> friend, like um, yeah... Uh, What's, what's his face? Uh, Jason yeah. goes to space.
2: Slashes Mike, in space! Michael Myers
0: was going to go to space at one point. <laughs> nice. <laughs> would have paid a lot of money to see that yeah. happen. <laughs> would still pay a lot of money to see that happen.
1: It's funny that you mentioned the one where Hellraiser goes to space because after that film. <laughs> oh, so fr- the, oh, so there is a podcast in Yeah,
0: no, no. Yes. It was a big thing.
1: Yeah, so after the one where Peanut Goes to Space, the franchise got bought by Dimension Films it and afterwards and they produced. They produce multiple straight to DVD sequels. Oh, so it's a straight
0: to DVD one. Yeah. Do you know what the term junk draw
1: sequel means? Drug draw. Junk draw. Is
0: that that, that, like just. An oh. idea that was found in a drawer. Yeah,
1: basically a studio has a left, a left a script. They want to make a sequel to a famous f- a film. They Oh, brilliant. They yeah. made a lot of money. Oh, so they oh, take nice. a, a script they never made and just Frankenstein it into yeah. a, a Br- sequel. Brilliant. I've
0: got one of those. I'll talk about one of those later.
1: <laughs> so yeah, this is one of those films. The basic plot of Hellraiser Hardware is that it's meant to be set in the real world where Hellraiser is a well-known franchise of the video game franchise. And this group of like college students get get invited to a Harry's theme party, and oh, slash I, I, I do know there. this
0: one. I've seen this one. <laughs> really? That's a bad movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember. I remember the the party bit. Yeah, in particular, that really stuck with me. Yeah, it was a weird. movie.
1: It's one of those films where even though it's meant to be a party, characters get killed off right in the middle of it, and yet no one seems to notice. Nice. And plus, it doesn't really get the character pinned because. Well, how much do you know about the Hellraiser films?
2: I, I've never seen one.
1: Right, the whole point is that there's this box. You open it; it opens a, a doorway to hell, and Pinhead's crew, called the Cenobites, bring you to that bring you to hell so they can torture you, and they they get a thrill out of it. That's the thing. Okay. It's but not it's, a strong premise,
0: just like yeah. I mean, I'm the not, first one's all right, uh, but they. I they, bring
1: this up because they pretty much just tell. But they they just turn Pinhead into a straight out slasher like. Character find themselves in a random room. Pinhead comes out, bang, kill him. <laughs>
2: is he the guy? I know this sounds stupid, but is he the guy with pins in his Yes, eyes? Yeah, he yes. Is. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's.
0: I am picturing this right to be guy. where he gets his ass <laughs> <face roll. laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: um, the effects are are absolutely terrible. The makeup isn't that good. When was the first one made then? Um, 80s? Yeah, 80 I think. 80, 82? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Right. The first one's all right, yeah. but I've always felt like Hellraiser never quite got off the ground as much as some of the other big oh. horror franchises did oh. um 1987 apparently there's one coming out this year
1: huh.
0: oh a reboot right well that's uh
1: but back to be interesting <laughs> but back to Hellworld. world should i spoil the the, the end of the film because it is yeah, really stupid
0: there you go. Yeah. yeah what a poster it came out in 2005 there he is <laughs> yeah evil ghost online yeah Classic. Yeah,
1: it, so the end of the film, it's one of those things where all the cows are hallucinating, where you find out they've all been buried alive, been doped up on hallucinogens, and you're communicating through a phone that's all in their coffins. Right. What? Yeah. I don't remember that. That's how the film... That's that's, a, that's the big twist. So Sounds like your memory is cow- protecting you from something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the cows... You find that all the cows have been buried alive out in the backyard... They're communicating with a, with a phone, and all the deaths are just them um, hurting themselves. It's stupid, I know. So, no yeah.
0: so no, one, no one died then?
1: Yeah, they do, yeah. They're all
0: buried. They're all buried. They're killing buried.
1: themselves in reality, but they're just hallucinating the party.
0: Oh, oh I know. That's pretty
2: funny, actually. <laughs> so, they're in the coffins. Yes. How do they kill themselves if they're in the coffin?
1: Well, I we final one is, like, scratching themselves until they bleed to death. One is them oh. choking themselves. Another character has asthma, so he just suffocates.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Great, his body kills him. <laughs> I love that. You're loving that him killing himself. He's <laughs> <'cause laughs> having asthma. Pinhead's
0: just like, uh, he could torture himself that way, he could torture himself that way. Oh, he's got asthma, he'll be all right. He'll just, <laughs> he'll bite the
1: bullet anyway. And the biggest thing that makes it all the more stupider is that even though it's meant to be said in a world where Hellraise is fiction, In the end, the villain has a a toy version of the box. He opens it, and the actual celibates come and kill him. (laughs) That's so early
0: 2000s, is it? It's just ridiculous.
2: Does it end with them all flying out? What? Fade to credit.
1: Uh, The villain gets decapitated, then... Oh, so you see him die, okay. yeah, Yeah.
0: I remember the party stuff, but I don't remember anything else from that movie.
1: It is not good. The plot is... Crap, like I said. The only other main thing you don't know is that there are two cast members you might recognize. Lance Henriksen is the villain. All
0: right. And I, I recognize the name. What, what, what's he in?
1: A and C plays Bishop. Yes, yes. That's right. And also, this is an early film role of Henry Cavill. Right.
0: No wonder yeah. it's bad. Also, <laughs> um, uh, the new Cassie Lang's in it. Cassie? Catherine Winnick.
2: The recast one.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty oh. sure. Really? Pretty sure she is. Uh, so, I think, I think anyway, right? And this is a different Catherine,
1: huh? Oh well, uh. right? So, yeah, that's my thing about Hellworld it's the worst of the Hellraiser films, okay? And even then, after three, they've all been going downhill, but this is the bottom of the barrel for that franchise.
2: And, and you described the first Hellraiser as
1: all right.
0: Oh, I, like I, I, I do, okay? I've he never does. been a massive
1: okay.
2: fan of those movies.
1: I like the first Hellraiser, even though the even though some of the effects haven't aged that well. It's
2: just funny, like some of these franchises, they just start with like alright films that do reasonably well. Yeah, and then and somehow they sequels. get flogged to like death. Yeah,
1: So you studios to want to pump out sequels. Yeah,
0: Nightmare on Elm Street's a bit like that because I like the first one and I like Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which is number seven. But <laughs> I'm not a, Craven's New Nightmare. <laughs> but I'm not a big really? fan of all the ones in between.
2: All right. All right, yeah. you'll go. Um, what are we doing? Bad ones? Yeah, yes, yes. Um, okay. Right. Uh, this, is, this is just, like, pretty much for me, everything that's wrong with horror, like, horror films, like... I was going to say, like, nowadays, but I think really just generally since genre became popular i saw a film a couple of years ago called the prodigy have either of you two seen it
0: no but i remember you telling me
2: about this so it's nothing to do with the the band no 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 it's nothing to do with the band the band in fact is scarier than the film (laughs) it was like it it had taylor Schilling in from oranges new black yeah okay um she played this mom like her kid honestly if we wanted to write a cliched horror film we could bash that script out in an hour and a half. Oh, easy. Like,
0: yeah, I it was the yeah. most,
2: it's not even like the worst film ever, but it is the most paint-by-numbers generic horror ever. Like, this little kid he gets possessed by, like, the spirit of some evil farmer or, no, he's an electrician. He's an evil electrician. <laughs> and this kid's really good at, electricity, I guess. <laughs> he's really, like, good at electricity. He's really good at engineering and things like that. Um, and and the mum's kind of like, Oh, this is a bit weird. Like he, he <laughs> needs to go to this gifted school, goes to this gifted school for a bit. And he starts like killing the other kids. He like beats up the kids and stuff. And surprise, surprise. They live like where this evil electrician once lived and he's in his, his body. <laughs> It's so generic. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly like what it's like. The script could be if you honestly find and replace the characters' names, you could probably put it into any franchise with like. Well, it any sounds like a sort characters. of film
0: where you could be like, you could slap the Exorcist on it, and it'd be like, oh a, yeah, <laughs> for sure.
2: <laughs> no, the way would, the way you
1: describe it, it sounds like a poor man's version of The Omen. It, yeah, it, it could, is could be like, like that. That.
0: anything like that.
2: And like, like, like I said, it's not like the worst film i've ever seen but it's so unimaginative and um basic and just generic that it's like insulting and i remember watching it just thinking like it's 2019 like how has the horror genre not really evolved Uh, for like 40 years
0: year for bad horror movies there because that was countdown as well (laughs) oh was it it a lot of generic horror movies getting pushed out that
2: year (laughs) god and it was, yeah, it's just like... I do often think, like... It was 90 minutes, though, which I do appreciate. Yeah, I, d- I do often think it, it's it
0: got to be really easy to sell a generic horror script yeah. to Hollywood. Because as long as it's done on a budget... It's cheap. A lot of studios will just go, yeah, whatever.
2: You can make your just- money back probably through product placement. Yeah. Um, and then, like, whatever ticket sales you get are just bonus. It was just... It was so, like... I don't know. My first kind of horror movie.
0: <laughs> Fisher Price.
2: <laughs> yeah. I could imagine, like, if you've never seen a horror film, it might be all right. Not good, but all right. Yeah. But if you've seen literally one other horror film.
0: Which is very easy to have done in the year of
2: 2019. <laughs> right, yeah, especially when the film is like a. I think it was like a 15. So <laughs> chances are in 15 years of existence, you've caught a bit of some horror thing, even if it's just Jurassic Park, right? Yeah. You have some awareness of what a jump scare is. And when yeah. the violins start playing like really dissonantly, something bad is about to happen. Joel jo also came out that year that I also thought was a bit. Like, whatever.
0: But I was really excited for it. Brightburn. Evil Superman. All
1: right. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, it was... That was a weird year. Yeah, it was mm. kind of... It was like that, except there wasn't... At least Brightburn was kind of fun because he was like a evil Superman, <laughs> right? <laughs> it wasn't very yeah. good, but mm. like this kid was just like... I think the
0: kills in Brightburn were quite fun.
2: Yeah, because he's got laser eyes. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this kid is just... Possessed by an evil electrician.
0: That part, I think, is very funny. Because, like, not like the devil or a demon, <laughs> just an evil electrician.
2: I'm sure. I'm going to look this up. because very, like, It's like very 80s for a concept. I know. It was just...
0: I just picture... Have you ever seen um, Cable Guy with Jim Carrey? Budget of Kerry? 6
2: million it had. And it got 21 million <laughs> in the box office.
0: Yeah. Have you ever seen Cable Guy with Jim Carrey? No um yeah 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 Yeah. the poster of that is like jim carrey looking really sinister with like two big cables in his hands and that's what i picture when you say evil electrician (laughs) i just picture a zany like jim carrey over the top
2: kind of character so the guy was he was an electrician but he was a serial killer as well Right, so electrician by day serial killer <laughs> by, by night, night yeah. <laughs> um, just a, a classic hard working fella other than that it's all
0: that's bizarre that's a bizarre oh yeah
2: it had like a really cringy like ending where the mum was like gonna kill the kid because he's the evil electrician but then she didn't right. then she gets killed by someone um, well, who? and then the, the film ends with like the kid looking in a mirror and his reflection is the evil electrician oh. so like
0: so the height proportion must have been a bit strange.
2: Oh, who cares, right? It's <laughs> right? Just, but like, if you, again, that I think that like element of cinematography speaks volumes about the kind of film this is.
0: Oh yeah, it's a very. How, like, if someone pitched yeah. me a
2: film like, oh, and it ends the ki- the guy's looking in a mirror and it's the reflection that's not him. It's very. It reminds like, me. Wow, of this. that
1: that was so great me, in the sixties. It reminds me. So mean that nothing gets accomplished by it. So he's still possessed. It reminds yeah. me. Yeah. Of, yeah, yeah,
0: he is. Uh... It's, it's very it's very eighties because it reminds me of things like that. There was a, always a bit of a joke with horror characters, just like not being able to die, and, and especially someone like Michael Myers who was supposed to be a human, yeah, right. And in Halloween four, he gets gunned down, and then he falls into like a hole.
2: But in the latest ones, he get like yeah, stabbed. And, and, and then in Halloween times. five,
0: the start of Halloween five, they throw a stick of dynamite down the hole, and he still survives. In Halloween two, he gets burnt alive still alive, in Halloween 5, he gets arrested and then gets, rele- <laughs> gets gets released by a man in black that's just like, they didn't know what to do with. And that's like how that movie ends. Do you ever and, see the man in black again? Yeah, in, in The Curse of Michael Myers, which oh, we'll right. come back to in a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, Best. then. best. And that's um, so I've got two more for best. I've got a uh, main best have got an honorable mention um and they kind of they go hand in hand actually so my actual favorite horror movie of all time and it actually in my top 10 films of all time is john carpenter's 1978
2: halloween um and for the and record, Chris is wearing a Halloween shirt. Right? Yeah, yes it's, he it's is. The it does make him look like an employee at Guitar Guitar. Well, it's because <laughs> it's the only thing on the fr- writing to one Yeah, side. the only thing on the front yeah. is the
0: night he came home, which was the tagline. The posters on the back.
2: Also, though, when I hear that, it just makes me think of like Santa for some reason, and I don't know why.
0: That's interesting because I've always thought of that tagline being really creepy and ominous.
2: No, I, I think it's kind of a bit camp and. <laughs> um, the exclamation mark doesn't help. So. Should be like ellipsis dot, dot, dot. Oh. But it's like the night he came home. He well, came back.
0: There, there's not an. I don't <laughs> think. Mikey! I don't think there's an exclamation mark on the poster. I think that's just on the t shirt.
2: That's just a, a decorative um. flair about
0: it. <laughs> uh, so, Halloween. Um, is a is a really interesting film because this was i think it was like John Carpenter's third film he'd done a couple of films that were really low budget and he was sort of making his mark uh in the industry and nobody wanted to make this movie uh until eventually uh he got a producer attached and it was made on a budget of $300,000 right um to which he was only paid for directing writing and composing the score he was only paid ten thousand dollars but he got a clause in his contract that meant he got paid 10 percent of oh, the right. profits which which made well, which will absolutely which i'll come back to in a moment um so it was made for nothing in in like hollywood standards it was just made for like a really low budget that it was shot in 20 days um oh right and the last thing they shot is the opening scene of young Michael Myers killing his family because the Myers house that they had, it was a run-down house. And in most of the movie, that's how it's seen. Yeah, They spent a whole day, all doing the cast, that. all the crew, like Jamie Lee Curtis included, like everyone, was doing up the house, putting wallpaper <laughs> up uh, and making it look nice just to shoot the opening scene of the movie. Oh, and that's man. the very last thing they shot. And um, so... It's, it's, it's a very classic movie on the surface because it's, it's simply just about a guy who killed his family uh, goes to a mental hospital. 15 years later, he breaks out, uh, he stalks some teenagers, and he kills them, pretty much, leaving one, one of them alive that gets away. He gets shot, seemingly dead, but then the final shot of the movie is the body has gone. So it's a very like classic kind of cut and dry horror movie. And everyone's always tried to pick it apart being like, oh, but this is really symbolic. And there's a great quote from John Carpenter that I wrote down because basically John Carpenter has always said, that's a load of BS. And he said, it Halloween is the illusion of depth without having any depth whatsoever. (laughs) So he, he had a lot of these like really cool long shots Because they only were able to take one shot of certain bits at a time. They weren't able to get any more shots because everything was so tight money-wise and everything was so restrained. So you get a lot of these tracking shots that make a lot of the tension of that movie. And that's because they could only shoot that once. Mm. So that was a one and done take. Mm -hmm. There's a shot of Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie in class and the camera's zooming in on her and her teacher's having a big speech about like evil and whatever. And you're supposed to, it's, people have always looked at it and gone, oh, that's, you know, foreshadowing, you know, Michael Myers stalking her. But John Carpenter's always been, no, it's not. It's just her in class. But like, that's the brilliance of this movie is there's all these like shots that they just did because that's what he wanted to happen at that time. And people look back on it and think, oh, this has to have this larger, deeper meaning behind it. But it's not. It's just a cut and dry, tension-filled slasher movie. And there's hardly any blood. Only yeah. five people die in the whole movie. And that film is all about the tension. Like, you see michael slowly walking around in like the background you see him appearing and whenever he appears there's an amazing like bit of john carpenter music that's like really synthy and creepy uh there's the bit right at the end when you think laurie's safe and he just sits up in the background and still to this day i see that and i go oh no don't like that and he just <laughs> yeah that's good. Um, And one of the things that I think is incredible about the costume, because the mask is something that uh, could have gone very differently. They originally were looking at going for a really terrifying clown mask. But they had two masks that they bought from costume stores. There was that, and there was another mask. The other mask was a William Shatner Star Trek mask. Oh, they turned it inside out? No, they They painted it white. (laughs) Hair dyed it made the eye holes bigger and that's why that f- mask is so expressionless yeah because it just just looks like nothing that's and really I think funny. that's more terrifying than like some really over the top oh yeah yeah sure. ha- Halloween like I can't imagine mask. it with a
2: clown mask yeah.
0: um, and I think there's something in that that just that, that image is just and what I, I think is really great as well is you never saw Michael on any of the kind of promotional stuff the poster is the Jack London, like a, a pumpkin with like mm. a a knife hat. I think it's so interesting that they decided to wait for you to go see the movie. Yeah, before to see him. Um So it did very well at the box office. It made seventy million dollars in nineteen seventy eight on a budget of three hundred thousand dollars. To which yes. Not bad. John Carpenter got 10% of that.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> Very nice.
0: I'm pretty sure he was uh, feeling pretty good after that. Mm. But it was always intended to be one and done, despite it ending with Michael disappearing. Mm. Halloween was intended to be an anthology series. So John Carpenter has always said, if there are going to be any more, it's not going to be about Michael Myers. It's going to be about...
1: And yeah, Halloween the, too. The did... Uh, so why did, did
0: that so change? That changed because the producer at the time... Uh, Mustafa Akkad wanted a sequel with Michael Myers John Carpenter didn't want to direct it so he didn't direct it he only directed the first movie he never directed any of the other movies
2: and his son's done Um, the new one? his 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 son's doing the score with a bit of John
0: Carpenter influence Um, and yeah so the sequel had to have Michael Myers in and the sequel I I don't mind Halloween 2 but it's th- the the violence is ramped up a bit more. Um, it also introduces the controversial decision of making Laurie Michael's long lost sister uh, and he's not just stalking people at random he's stalking her because it's his sister. Right and he wants to um, But it has a very definitive ending of Michael Myers Burns his burning body falls to the floor and like you'd think well he's a man yeah you cannot come back and that brings me on to my my honorable mention halloween three season of the witch is an anthology movie yeah it's got nothing to do with michael myers it's about a crazy man who has stolen part of stonehenge and he's taken, he's taken <laughs> chips off of Stonehenge, put them into chips in his mask, and by like this crazy Halloween ritual thing, plans to murder millions of children by sending out a specific frequency that blasts the kids' heads and beams like insects out of it. And I'm sorry, is this honourable mention for best or worst? Best, because I think the movie's Completely misunderstood because everyone hated it at the time. Yeah, I
2: kind of understand why from the premise. Right?
0: No, but but everyone hated it at the time just because it was. They had two films of Michael Myers, and then all of a sudden there was no Michael Myers. It's essentially a like a sci-fi horror movie because it's like a really outlandish concept, but it is terrifying and grotesque you get these like robot henchmen who just stare blankly at like the lead characters it's unapologetically like not just, halloween not halloween <laughs> yeah and i've always just felt it, it, it's people look back on it now and are like oh actually yeah i kind of this is this is all right actually because right okay because now it's more widely understood what they were going for because that was john carpenter's original intention. Mm-hmm. And after that, because that movie didn't do very well, uh, mainly because it had no Michael Myers. After that, Mustafa Akard was like, "I want Michael Myers back." And John Carpenter was like, "Well, I don't want to do
1: Michael Myers. More
0: sequels with Michael Myers because they just become the, the same. same." Yeah. and He's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. And he eventually sold off all his rights to Mr. Mustafa Akard, who then Ten years down the road, brought out Halloween for the return of Michael Myers. Right. Um, so they, I will always defend Halloween Three: Season of the Witch as bonkers as it is, because it tried to do the anthology thing. It tried to do something different with it, and it's got a really, really annoying piece of music in it which is for the advert for the masks the company's called the silver shamrock company and it's got this halloween jingle and you see this advert throughout the film and it's like kids don't forget to sit in front of your tvs at 9 p.m to win the to be in a chance to win this competition and they're brainwashing the kids to sit there with these masks on to get murdered oh, okay I and the it, yeah. guy the reason the guy's doing it is because he wants to bring back the ritualistic sacrificial nature of halloween Uh so it's actually like as bonkers as the whole thing is it's it's quite an interesting concept and the effects are really cool because you get these kids heads melt and then these like bugs come out of the mask so it emits kind of like your traditional gore but does kind of something a bit horrific in place of that which is something as well that I I respect a lot because I'm not mm. don't I, I don't mind gore, but I always think you, when you put gore and blood and violence and stuff, depending on how you use it, it just gets a bit much. It just gets a bit overkill. It and is. I've always liked mm. that the original Halloween mm. avoided that and just went for tension because mm. tension I think can create some better scares. If you can build some, I mean, like Jurassic Park. Like, if you could build some really good tension, you get a little bit more thrill it's more out of emotionally it. exhausting yeah. than just seeing yeah. a, lo- a bunch
2: yeah. of gore. I mean, gore does nothing for me. I don't find it particularly. Yeah, like, just, I don't care about it. It's just fine. I just, I, yeah. I, it's not scary because it's so deeply unrealistic now. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. were you going to say, Kenny?
1: No, I was saying, because in how long the Halloween franchise has been going on, it's interesting to think that. If they did the anthology idea, like if Halloween Three came out when Halloween Two was supposed to, imagine how different the franchise would have been. Would Michael Myers mm. be even as iconic as he is if they did the anthology route? What
0: yeah, I, I think it, the only reason the anthology thing didn't work is because of Halloween Two. Yeah, and I, and I understand why when the first one made seventy million. I understand why, why you'd the want studio to would yeah do yeah. that. Um, but now it's interesting that that we're now down the. Halloween 2018 route. Um, Halloween's had a lot of reboots and restarts and, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's that's it for my best. I've got my worst, but we'll yes. circle yes. back around.
1: So, for my best, I'm picking the original Alien.
2: Oh, oh yeah, that's a classic. Yeah, it's... horror film.
1: It's um Well, first of all, it's a really good example of that using its setting to its advantage because... Not only does someone like spaceship, it uses it for the cost of elements and elements as well as all the acid blood. So you stab or shoot the alien, it bleeds, it cuts through the whole of the ship. So yeah. you yeah. can't do that. So, so yeah, it's got that kind of double, they're being hunted,
2: but also they have to be selective about exactly, yeah. when they fight back. that That's another one as well that
0: emits gore because it does it in a more sci-fi way where you kind of get like the alien...
2: Popping out the belly, vomit, yes. spit, and and it's a little bit
0: more. It's a little tamer, but yeah. but it's because again, it uses a lot of the tension. Yeah, Alien's very tension heavy.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and Ellen Ripley is one of those cars has become iconic because of the film. But all the other cars are really good as well. It sets up a good, good have they have good banter with each other. So it's one of those films where. It ma- it makes you like the characters, so when you see them in danger, I think, shit, this thing is gonna like, kill them. Especially how brutal it is as it as it goes on, because it starts off just as a simple buster. Then as the film goes on, it gets bigger, bigger, more. do so. It's the xenomorph we know, and yeah. So one was actually like, it's really creepy the way it moves when you see it in the darkness before you finally see the full thing.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. really powerful, isn't it? It's really well directed.
1: It's similar to what you said with Jurassic Park with the T-Rex, where you see bits of it, it hints to the first before you see the full thing. Yeah, yeah. Alien was 80-something. No, uh, it's
0: 70, I think. Really? I think it's 79. Uh,
1: yeah, 79. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: Uh, well, because it's another one that uses... Looks great.
1: It looks well, it's another great, one that uses yeah. a lot of
0: practical FX, yeah. effects. Yeah. Um, yeah, a, lot, I, a lot of puppetry. With this I, I always mm-hmm. liked the concept of Alien as well because it's taking something terrifying and really full attention and putting it in space where famously, you know, no one can hear you scream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, it's a very perilous p- position to be in. Um, it's a good movie. Yeah.
1: And plus, one thing I will say is that the sequels do not capture the same vibe not even no yeah The only one i, like, I, the like, I one, like aliens does it all right yeah, but the else just struggles
0: i like aliens but i've always viewed aliens as an action film yes not yeah. a horror film yeah whereas alien is a horror film yes um because aliens just goes right there's a bunch of aliens but they've all got guns now so they're just gonna like mow them down um so it is more action heavy um hmm. but Ali- aliens a bit like predator as well where they just ma- they just made too many and it just got yeah. to a point
2: where it's like well this is exactly my point about horrors. it's like they they do well because so many of them are made for a small budget they do well and the studio thinks it's easy money and obviously they're not going to put money into reinvigorating yeah. it and so we just get the same thing decade after decade after decade mm-hmm. and it was always I find
0: it such an uninspiring genre the, the pro- problem they have is they'll up the budget each time yeah but then then, then then very similar products Mm -hmm. meaning that less people want to go see it because it's just the same thing over and over and over again
2: which i yeah and so on that note i'm just gonna kind of say my last um my my kind of best one which is like two films that i'm gonna lump together um which are just the Jordan Peele films which you talked about lots with um, yeah. get out and um just for the record we've us. not seen Nope yet so yeah, yeah. So i'm sure Nope will end up well, I have heard Nope
0: well. leans more sci-fi than horror that's cool which is interesting um, um
2: but but looking at like get out and us well the thing about like those two films is like they're not typical horror films
0: no they they
2: they defy every way in which they are horror films they lean
0: a lot on the psychological thriller
2: absolutely yeah and just as someone who's like i like a good horror film don't get me wrong but i like a good any type of film yeah i'm not really bound by genres to film but generally horror is probably one of my least favorite genres just because i feel it's so tired and predictable so when a film does kind of do something differently to make you feel scared or on the edge of your seat i really appreciate it i really like it um and i just think the thought and consideration that goes into jordan peele's scripts are so much uh it, it does on such a deeper level than most other horror films yeah. um mm. of the last kind of 40 50 years really of ever uh, i suppose mm. um and i i appreciate that it makes me um yes they've got poignant political and social messages Mm -hmm. but also they are creepy uh kind of rides that he takes you on they're very well kind of shot with their cinematography um they are suspenseful they are tense filled um but they're just eerie and unsettling yeah um and it's it's emotionally exhausting to watch those films in kind of like the best way um and i think putting thought and effort into crafting the script, crafting the message and the meaning to your film is something that is, I think it's missed quite a lot in horror. Um, and I think more often than not, people with horror directors think, how can I scare the audience rather than how can I make a good film? Right. And really, if they're thinking about how they can make a good film because of the genre that they're making the film in, it will be scary if it's good. But yeah. if it's, if they're just thinking about how to make it scary, that's when they kind mm-hmm. of put jump scares in. Yep. That's when we get gratuitous violence, which is like, again, like we've all said, it's fine, but I don't, it's not scary. Yeah. Yeah. Violence and gore are only ever scary. I think in films where they're not horrors because then it's a really intense break from, um, kind of the normal palette of that. Yeah. Um, that, that piece of film, but in a horror you just become desensitized to it within the first, well, 30 seconds. I mean, if you look at Saw, like no one's going in and watching the Saw sequels being, oh my God, I can't believe they're
1: doing this on screen because...
2: Because they did it once.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's been like what they've been doing for the last 20 years. Yeah. And they've been constantly up and trying to up themselves ever since.
2: Yeah. And just like new ways to kind of pull someone's skin off is still pulling someone's skin off and sticking needles in their eyes and stuff like that. Which is why I like the Jordan Peele films because they are... There is thought that has gone into them, yeah. and therefore I think they are a more rewarding watch yeah. than most other horror films that I've seen for for a long time. Well,
0: you, you you want a lot of the sense; it's the kind of the unnerving sense where it's like you're not, you don't know where it's going. Yeah, the unsettling, quite, the eerie. Yeah, you you're you're wanting to figure it out, but it's just a so eerie and so creepy. Yeah, it's like that you being like, stretched, what, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, um, and Get Out in particular. Because I I, I like Get Out and Us. But Get Out, I think, is like a modern horror masterpiece. Oh, yeah, for sure. Get Out is phenomenal. I remember seeing that for the first time, and I was just like, there's something so eerily wrong about this, and I don't know what it is, and I don't like it.
2: (laughs) It's the whole, like, it's watching him... Kind of being like acting like a normal person, yep, interacting yeah. with that kind of superficial, like broad smile, creepy cul de sac kind of crew.
1: He's more than less the straight man in the whole yeah. thing, yeah, but absolutely. That, that's, um, that's why it's
2: really powerful,
0: isn't I it? I don't, that's why I don't like a lot of Rob Zombie stuff because Rob Zombie, all his characters are like the most extreme version of that character, right? So when everyone's being super extreme. There's no one there... There's no just, one to ground it. There's no one there yeah. yet to normalise everything. Yeah, kind to... Of,
2: could, but you need someone like that in a horror film because you've got to relate yeah. how yeah. you... You've got to see... It's Daniel... Coolio. Um, Coolio, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. you've yeah. got to out, see... Yes how he interacts in that situation as a regular human being Yes. Yeah. for us to empathize and understand how we would feel in a situation like that. Yeah. And if you've got a film where everyone's dialed to 11, there's no one to relate to, there's no one to understand, yeah. there's no one to like empathize with and you lose that that grasp the horror can have on your like, I don't know, emotional state. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, um, I love those films. I think they're really good. I'm sure, nope, even if it's more kind of, sci-fi sci-fi yeah Um, yeah, Yeah. i'm sure the same care and attention will have gone into that yeah um so yeah those 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 are kind of that completes my roundup really right so
0: one more yeah i got one more worst um with a dishonorable mention in the worst which are again both halloween movies so my last uh two worst then they i mean they're interchangeable in terms of what is in worst position, what is in dishonorable mention. Uh, they're both from the Halloween franchise. I like dishonorable mention. Uh, <laughs> they're both from the Halloween franchise and they're both awful for completely different reasons. Um, so I'll start with uh, Halloween The Curse of Michael Myers, which is the sixth film and should have been called Halloween Six um, because up to that point we had Halloween. One, I'm just going to say five. this right
2: no film should get six films of the same. <laughs> like thing like so marvel is kind of different because it's not six iron man films yeah but like i just don't think any franchise should just get to like oh we're on number six now and it's just the same
1: not even star wars well you you forget like at least
2: star wars is in different eras right with different casts but even then i think yeah i think star wars has done too many films yeah i think they should have just been three you the forget, original trilogy. You
0: forget though, uh, Halloween had season of the witch. Okay, and well, number it's still three, number five, movie.
2: and still so, five is quite a lot,
0: isn't uh, it? Yeah. So, a bit of context to Halloween six. Halloween six. Look <laughs> at
2: the films, right, <laughs> and franchises that are that get to those numbers, and they're all like eye roll things. Even the ones that are like most well of them are horror <laughs> Yeah, most it's, of them are yeah. horrors. The ones that aren't that like still continue to make money are things like Fast and the Furious mission impossible they're all just like those like oh, another one really <laughs> just come on give it a What's break tom
0: Cruise doing this time to yeah,
2: yeah. Get- tom cruise all tom cruise films are mission impossible even when they're not called mission impossible they're just more mission impossible i mean top gun was just mission impossible but with planes it was better. Though, I think. The- <laughs> It was better. It was better. <laughs> yeah. I admit it was better, and I am still, a fan we, of the original w- possible.
1: Films. It's a long episode, so that, <laughs> I think Chris is going to go on a while for this one because it's Halloween related. <laughs> that, 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 My point is when you rant. when
2: you were like, okay, yeah, it's number six. I was like, well, of course it was rubbish.
0: Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> so a big big context to this. So um, Halloween four came out in nineteen eighty eight. Halloween five came out in nineteen eighty seven. Halloween six didn't come out until nineteen ninety five. Reason being, um. They basically made a good one, then a bad one, and then didn't know what to do with the franchise. And the reason it's called Halloween The Curse of Michael Myers, not Halloween 6 The Curse of Michael Myers, is because they wanted to
2: distance themselves from Halloween 5. Okay, I've, I've, <laughs> right, I've got just one g- good analogy for, for franchises with too many sequels, right? It's like kids, right? <laughs> if you have six kids... I'm not saying it's too many. It kind of sounds like you're no, not saying. Like. But it's harder to maintain quality across it all, right?
0: <laughs> so it's, some of your kids are going to be alright. It's so <laughs> running the
2: numbers properly. It's it's more to keep an eye on. And a great filmmaker and a great parent, sure, maybe can have eight, nine, ten kids or ten films in the same tired franchise, but. I think for most people they're going to be over their heads with it and they'll be doing like after a while they're going to be coasting aren't they? Yeah we'll we'll film it the same way Joey can have the same trousers that Fred had a couple of years before that kind of thing we'll roll out this set number because that worked for film six through eight. (laughs) I mean that's why Joel Carpenter... Sold off his rights, yeah, because he didn't want. He adopted his, because, put his children up for adoption. He,
0: he's well, he, he he wanted
2: nothing to do. He's with He's an
0: it. artist. He wanted to make a specific child thing, and that's why people always look back at it and go, "Well, the best Halloween films, the first one,
2: yeah, <laughs> because you can't." People often say that about their children. The be- <laughs> my <laughs> best, best child is the first
0: one. <laughs> um. So yeah. So there was, there was a lot of problems behind the scenes with. Uh, Halloween six is also the only film in movie history to get a producer's cut. Usually, it's a director's cut. If the producer needs to make a cut of their film, you know you've got a bad one on yeah. your hands. Yeah. Um So the basic idea is um, that four, five, and six are referred to as the Thorn trilogy because
2: in the Thorn, yeah, like. Because Because there's a rose
0: in between. No, no. no, no. Oh. Because in Five, um, the fawn symbol just starts appearing. Michael Myers has it on his wrist for some reason. And it was never explained in Five. So Six tries to do the job of explaining all the stuff that they did in Five, which they didn't know what they were doing when they did it.
2: So it's the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Of the Uh, Halloween films.
0: uh, And essentially, there's a cult... That is the Fawn Cult, right? And they basically... And this is supposed to explain why Michael Myers can't die either. That's why he's, like, survived being burnt alive, being shot, this and that. Okay. Because he's only allowed to die and rest when he has killed every member of his family. Allowed by who? By the fawn Cult. So they're magic? Yeah, it's it's not It's nonsense. It is nonsense. Okay. It's why it's on, on the worst side. Okay. Yeah. Right. True. And it's true. more nonsense when in the produce. So in the theatrical cut, his niece, Michael Myers, niece, niece, uh, Jamie has a daughter. Jamie, um, not like Jamie Lee. Kirkland, no, a no. Like yeah. A, the character's um, called Jamie. Yeah. She was played by in four and five. She's played by, um, oh, I can't remember her name now. Um, no, it's, it's, it's escaped me. Um, but yeah, so he kills his niece in Six, but she hides the baby. And the baby is found by Tommy Doyle, who was the kid that uh, Laurie babysat in the original film. And Tommy Doyle is played by a very young, yet somehow looks identical to how he looks now,
2: Paul Rudd. <laughs> in one <laughs> of his is, earliest yeah, roles. Fairly um, ageless. And... He just gets more muscular with time, in, that's all. In the theatrical cut...
0: So... He's Michael Myers spends the whole movie trying to kill this child because once he kills this child, he could be released from the cult. Right, right. Um, they he obviously he doesn't succeed. Um, mm-hmm. and the way they beat him in the theatrical cut is they inject him with some green liquid. No, it's never explained what the green liquid is, and then Paul Rudd just beats the crap out of him with a bat. That's it. That's the that's the end to Michael Myers in that in that timeline. Well, he just um, beat Paul Rudd kills him with the bat, yeah, and whatever the green liquid is, because like the green liquid then starts coming out of the eye holes of the mask, and you are just like, what is he what? made of? Green liquid? I don't know. Okay, do you ever find out what the green goo was? No, and I will tell you why, because they basically rebooted it after that. Nice. <laughs> they uh Halloween H twenty is um uh it ignores everything except Halloween and Halloween 2. Um, so it ignores three, four, five, six, which is for the best. Is that what it's um, called,
2: H20, not H2O? No, it's
0: actually called Halloween, H20, 20 years later. But H20 stands for Halloween 20. So if yeah. you actually break down the title, that film's called Halloween, Halloween, 20, 20 years later. Why not just awful call it... title.
2: Halloween 20 squared. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an awful title. Um,
0: Jamie Lee Curtis came up with it apparently and i'm like Uh, that's why you don't let the talent um (laughs) right the the other worst film um which i think's funny bad so i kind of uh, let it pass a little bit but it's it's the last film of kind of the main halloween franchise before rob zombie rebooted it um and it's halloween resurrection so at the end of halloween uh h20 what number is this so, Halloween H-27, so this would be 8. Right, okay. Uh, at the end of Halloween H-20, which is a pretty good movie, Laurie cuts off Michael Myers' head. You see the head roll off. That is supposed to be the definitive he is dead
2: yeah, moment. You famously can't survive. That um,
0: head. However, they wanted to make Resurrection. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis didn't want to do it. They paid her a ton of money to appear in the first 10 minutes and get killed off in the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, They revealed that what had happened is an EMT got to Michael early, went to like check him. No. And and Michael got up, strangled him, crushed his voice box, and then swapped clothes.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to say swapped heads no no put his head back on (laughs) no the emt went to revive the headless michael myers that's what i was like what no no
0: no, they 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 swapped clothes so the the person that got beheaded was actually an innocent person who couldn't talk okay because he had his voice Voice box crash but it's still nonsense because h20 was supposed to be this is it this is the final showdown between these two um but what resurrection is it's it's such a 2000s movie it came out in I think two thousand and three. Um and something that was quite big at the time is horror movies doing stuff with the internet. Right. And yeah. Mustafa Ricard wanted it to be called Michael Myers dot com.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Um
0: the idea is that the film is about a group of teenagers that go onto a reality show set in the Michael Myers house. Right. And Michael Myers has no motive anymore because he's killed his sister. But he's not happy about those darn kids being in his house. Right, okay. So he starts killing them in the house. And it, it, people are watching it on the internet. What it was, was it was much like Ken, Kenny's Hellraiser movie from earlier on. The writer even admitted this. It was a script he wrote. For something else. For something else. Yeah. That they didn't just slapped Michael Myers into
2: and that got made
0: yep yep so you can watch it on netflix it's really funny it's, it's really there's a bit where someone gets stabbed into the door and the knife comes out the other end and you're like that knife has to be like a machete there's no way that knife is that long um yeah. <laughs> to go through
2: a person's <laughs> entire cavity
0: it's so funny is it I, I give it a slight more pass over halloween six mainly because it's funny like it's really right, funny.
2: Yeah. It's not supposed to be. No, but at least it's. But it's so it hilariously means. bad. Yeah.
0: Um, right. So that's uh, a that, that's my final two. All
2: right. You have extensively exhausted the Halloween. <laughs> franchise. <Yes. Yeah. laughs>
1: Can't do any more. If Kenny's but, like,
2: I want to talk about one more Halloween film,
1: I will stand up and walk <laughs> out this room. <laughs> all right. So, my worst horror film for this this podcast. It's Halloween. Is... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You guys have heard of Uwe Boll, right? Uwe Boll. Yeah. Oh, no. is it is it Uva Boll? Uva Boll, sorry. Yeah. I heard it pronounced differently. Uwe Boll. The, like, guy, the guy Uwe. that did Blubberella. Well, among other things. But the film I'm picking is his version of Alone in the Dark. Okay. All right. So, first of all, you know the film's off to a bad start when it has a three-minute text crawl at the beginning of the film explaining the plot. <laughs> and fun fact... I, that's so long. <laughs> Three minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's just like oh Explain the whole plot of the movie. Well, explain the backstory or yeah, the, the, the whole origins of the creatures that they fight. The
2: kind of people that go to see horror films in the cinema are not the kind of people that read Dickens at home. <laughs> <laughs> I bet <laughs> there was outrage. Three minutes of
1: a text crawl. Yeah.
2: Like the 30 seconds at Star Wars is sometimes a bit too much because they're talking about like trade negotiations <laughs> contracts
1: you want know, <laughs> you, know, the, the, you know the most funny thing about that is apparently they only had a text call in because the te- the test audiences couldn't understand the plot of the film without it that's atrocious oh, that's bad. yeah no no. but also like i
2: suppose why else do you have a text call at the start of the film
0: but if your test i'm audience just gonna goes, start my
2: film with reading if your <laughs> test
0: audience goes like across the board don't get the movie
1: just make just a better film. recut
0: it. Yeah. Just try something else. Don't, don't just explain it away with text at the start.
1: Right. So the main thing with the film it's kind of action, kind of horror, and it fails at both. Good start. It's also. One well, of the only scenes is a chasing where the main character, who's called Edward, gets chased by a guy, a big muscle guy. A big mu- <laughs> yep. Just like big, a big muscle, muscle guy. guy. A really, really bad scene where the guy, where Edward does a backflip does a kick the gun out of the guy's hand.
2: Is this guy trained? Is Edward like...
1: They say, they say he's a paranormal investigator, but they don't say anything about him. <laughs> no Kung Fu. he's a paranormal
2: yeah. investigator. You often find paranormal investigators need to practice karate moves on <laughs> ghosts, yeah. which are... Just famously, <laughs> without physical yeah. form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Plus, it's one of those films that is just loaded with exposition, like random characters who have. N- and yet,
2: people still do People didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's there's that's a,
2: appalling.
1: The thing where security guards bring in a new new artifact to a museum, and he's the one that explains the origin of the artifact. To the museum curator.
2: (laughs) Oh my god, the guy's just standing going, "I know, I know." (laughs) know. It's it's not like it's this is not a swap meet. You don't just bring me (laughs) stuff.
1: Tell me why. It's It's not show and
2: tell. This is a museum. (laughs) We have
1: arranged for this priceless heirloom (laughs) to be brought here. And fun fact: the museum curator is played by Tara Reid. Oh Oh, right, Tara
2: Reid from um, American Pie. Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: Is that, one of, the, is that who I'm thinking? Yeah, of? there's one of the America Pie kids in Halloween Resurrection yeah. actually. Which was, one? Um Stifler. No. That would be see that. The one that gets with Tara Reed. I forget his name. Um one of the more forgettable ones.
2: <laughs> they're they're like three of them that all look the same, aren't they? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. He's one of those guys. He's one of the guys.
2: The the one that's not Jim. The one that's not American that's not Pie. Jim,
0: and the one that's not Stifler. Yeah. And the one that's n- it's not the one that sleeps as Stifler's mum. That the other one. Yeah,
1: back, to, <laughs> back on this. So it's one the story is one of those things where things happen, but it you don't really know where, how it connects at all. Like the film begins with Edward as a kid in an orphanage where the kids are sold into experiments, but he escapes. That only gets brought up once and never mentioned again. As a scientist who takes a blood sample of one of the creatures and injects into himself, that gets forgotten about, isn't it? He doesn't mutate. He ends up dying before anything happens. Well, that's what happens when you inject no, 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 blood he, into your He system. dies by gunshot. He doesn't mutate or anything like that. Nothing oh. happens.
2: <laughs> that would be really funny in a horror film. <laughs> yeah, and you'd be like, oh, he's going to turn into the monster and he just dies of like... Just shrugs it off. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> and then just dies of something else. And plus, it's halfway through the film it just turns into a rip-off of, of aliens where they go through some tunnels to shoot the creatures. And it is seizure-inducing because it's all in the dark and the only light source in the model flare so bang bang bang, bang it Ugh. yeah
0: if that's not done well like like the the thing i think of when i think of that which is a good example of it is in the batman where that's done really effectively what the flare yeah yeah but i can imagine if that's done really badly that would just give you a headache mm. that would just be too much
1: and one last thing I will bring up is that is the ending. So, do you mind if I spoil it? Because it's no, no by I'm all not, means, yeah. go. All right. So, at the end, the two main characters go for the city, which has been completely abandoned. So clearly, something that all the people are gone. everything's is just that, in chaos, like, that stays completely abandoned. And as well, then is where it's a point if you camera shot of the creature running towards them, then cut to black, cut at the end of The Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's in broad daylight, and throughout the film, they say that the creatures are vulnerable to daylight. <laughs> so the whole point is that the film, every time you see the creatures, it's in the dark, and they're <laughs> vulnerable to light, and yet they manage to wipe out all of New York in broad daylight. Great, yeah, solid, that's so funny. solid writing. <laughs> so yeah, not good. Oh
0: uh, well, that's our little dive into
2: into horror movies. Listen. Um,
0: <laughs> I, I hope you enjoyed us uh rambling on a bit about especially me rambling on a bit about halloween
2: well i was just thinking right <laughs> although this is a longer than normal episode you have now saved yourself 15 hours of watching all the halloween films yeah
0: yeah just watch the original <laughs> just, just <laughs> and watch the you, tell, tell, <laughs> tell them about it uh uh yeah thanks for listening to this podcast um we hope you enjoyed it uh I've been Chris. Oh ooing over there is Ricky. <laughs>
1: I've been Kenny.
2: Um
0: if you want to contact us to, to Why just. Why are you topics, no longer
2: Chris and Kenny? What? <laughs> I said I was Chris. I said
0: I've been Chris. Oh. Yeah, you've been Chris Who are you? Oh. Now? <laughs> now I'm Michael yeah. Myers. Oh. I guess. But you can't be you're talking. <laughs> uh, well, I'm Dr. <laughs> Loomis. Who's I mean, that? Who is that? He's, he's that the was... doctor that treated Michael that's like that boy is pure evil there is no there's nothing but blackness in his eyes he's always like really over the top oh um, and he's the one that's always shooting him and in halloween 2 he's like i shot him six times i shot him six times except he actually shot him seven times with a six shot gun <laughs> <It's>
2: like, <laughs> if that sounded intense it was a lot more intense while chris was making eye contact with me <laughs> i shot him <laughs> okay
0: he's like uh, yeah. but anyway um if you'd like to contact us to suggest a topic or ask us a question, you can f- get us on the at gmail.com or you can tweet us at the Movie Chat Pod uh, capital T M C P. See you next time.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Adiós.